everybody out there. We are here at the Golden Thread Podcast. My name is Marnie, your host. Today we have our favorite astrologer, Ka'uakea Winston, coming in live from Honoka'a on the Big Islands of Vesta Mystery School. Thank you for being here, sister. Mahalo, Marnie. Aloha, everyone. I'm very happy to report in on some of the astral weather happenings it's a lot going on and uh, that I just report in. We have, you know, six planets in retrograde, <laughs> including Mercury <laughs> now. And usually when Mercury's retrograde, everyone is saying, ah, Mercury's retrograde, the sky's falling. All of these retrogrades really represent a period of reflection, rethinking, of reevaluating. And one of the first retrogrades that's happening is Venus. And Venus has to do with our our loving, with our uh, the feminine principle of relatedness, of our relationships. And it's in the sign of Gemini, and it's been retrograding since um, May 12th. And it will stay in retrograde until June 24th, coming right up here um, a week from today on uh, Wednesday, the 24th of June. So this um, not only is a retrograde with Venus, but there is this uh, cycle that's called the um, synodic cycle of Venus. And Venus was in the night sky until recently. And um, it actually left the night sky where it hasn't been, you know, it wasn't visible from May 24th until just um, a couple of days ago, June 13th. And now uh, Venus is rising in the morning sky. So this is the rebirth of Venus. This is a very symbolic time. And if you've noticed since Saturday, last Saturday, the 13th of June, 2020, there is a, a different vibe going on. And it's been so intense with all the um, protests and the COVID and just, the awareness of you know all lives matter black lives matter um how do we raise our consciousness and very interesting conversations that are going on and that's very gemini and so venus in its loving style is wanting to have these loving conversations and it is really getting to know one another at a whole different level you know uh, and i'm not much of a late night tv person but even someone like jimmy fallon had some people the most interesting questions uh, to some of the black leaders. And these are the curious questions that Gemini can pose that, that say, I do want to get to know you. So tell me your values. Tell me what's important to you and help me understand this from a different perspective. And those conversations, because of the racial injustice and the rising up of all of the nation because we're in the in the midst of a um, rebirth of the USA. Pluto in February of 2020 will come back to the position it was in when the United States Constitution was signed. And that's mm. a 248 year cycle. And so that rebirth of a nation, the Pluto return, we've got to hang in there until <laughs> February of next year while we're in, you know, here's Pluto death and renewal it's in the sign of capricorn which says society its rules its function its government its money mm -hmm. all of its um externalized belief systems and the way that it's structured 
and it is being dismantled, you know, mm -hmm. along with uh, Pluto, we've got um, Saturn uh, now in one degree Aquarius, but it's been spending the last two and a half years in Capricorn with Pluto. Jupiter's there, and all these guys uh, are in retrograde. And so, you know, coming up on um, July 1st, Saturn makes its last little visit into Capricorn saying, okay, we need to know what these structures are that we're dismantling, get very clear about what needs to be taken down that is no longer serving society. It's crystallized in form and it doesn't have life force in it. And so the sign after Capricorn, which it says, build it, make it so it's physical in the world and it serves society is, is Aquarius. And Aquarius says, <laughs> like the lightning bolt, it's gonna tear it down. All those things that are so crystalline in structure that they no longer have the living waters of life in them. And so the water bearer Aquarius, even though it's an air sign, is pouring the living waters of life of a new independent way of thinking, uh, an innovation, uh, using technology, using uh, communities, using the internet, using all these um, very big picture ways of change. And that's what the Aquarian Age is about, you know. Um, I love it that you have an Aquarius moon, Miss Marnie. I always think of your Aquarius moon. Aquarius moon and an Aquarius mother too. My mom's an Aquarius. Yeah, so these are the, the big picture people, the Aquarius, whether you're sun, moon, or you have a number of planets. And so um, it is, you know, all kind of moving as much as we're looking at the demise and the demolition of our society right now. And it all seems so chaotic and all the fighting over is COVID real and do you wear a mask, do you not wear a mask, all these things. It's leading us into the end of an era where on December 21st of this year, Saturn and, Ju and Jupiter both leave Capricorn and enter Aquarius and join at zero degrees Aquarius on winter solstice. And that is what many astrologers are saying is the beginning, the true beginning of the Aquarius age, the Aquarian age. And the date for winter solstice is again? December 21st. So December 21st. So we're in this space right now where we're approaching the summer solstice on the 20th of June. For those of you out there today, when we're doing this podcast, we're on the 17th of June today. Uh, so we have a couple more days before this summer solstice hits. And then the real Aquarian age, or as you said, some of the major astrologers have said, after we get through all of this crazy, deep, transitionary time really rebirths itself on December 21st of this year, 2020. Yeah, and into the Pluto return in the United States in February of 2021. But really, the this pivotal point... What? Of, Lady Jim, <laughs> 2021 February is a Pluto re retrograde? No, it's a Pluto return. It's oh, Pluto return. The, it's the Pluto return in the United States of America chart. And Pluto oh my will come back to its position it was in at the, t at the signing of, of the Declaration of Independence. And so okay. this is why, you know, everything that the forefathers wanted for freedom and independence of our country, it's all being ripped down so that we can remake it. 
and um, there's just so much that's being revealed at this point. Um, this coming Saturday, June 20th, the, the opposite of winter solstice, summer solstice, is the solar eclipse. And so the day the sun enters Cancer and leaves Gemini is the day that we have new moon. And when the sun and moon are together and it's near the, the, no, the nodes, the north and south node, we have eclipse season. And so on June 5th, we had a full moon lunar eclipse. Now it's coming up on um, June 20th. Uh, on the summer solstice, we're having the solar eclipse in Cancer. And Cancer is the opposite of Capricorn. Cancer is the mother and Capricorn is the father. And so the Cancer point of zero degrees, the beginning of the Cancer season for that one month where the sun's in, in the sign of Cancer, this poly, I think of the Hawaiian world, word of this caring, this loving, this connection of Ohana, this feeling of we are one family and we have a very big problem on our hand. It's our planet and it's our lives and it's our future. And this sense of being a family and looking at how to um, put our values correct so that we are not too extended into our external life. Capricorn's very concerned about our external life and Cancer is very much about our inner life our emotional mm. foundation of family and home and what is at the base so that we create a strong foundation of caring. Mm -hmm. And so they are, you know, they're opposites. And and these, um, even though winter solstice is not an eclipse, because of Saturn and Jupiter, Saturn being uh, how things will manifest, Jupiter being the lucky planet, the most expansive planet that makes many things possible in the air sign of Aquarius saying, people come first, the community comes first, everyone. We are brothers, we are sisters, we are one humanity. Mm -hmm. and, and so this moves things into that new era. But it's very pivotal, the connection to the, this solar um, new moon eclipse happening this Saturday. And so we want to get things right. And there's a beautiful book by Dean Rudyard called Sabian Symbols. And it has messages for all 360 degrees of the zodiac. Each wow. of the 12 signs has 30 messages for each degree. So if we go to what is the message, it's zero degrees cancer and look at that. It's called the point of no return, a moment of crisis. <laughs> and this is, the yin that is rising for six months. Cancer is the yin, the mother, rising yes. so that we can look at the reflection of what are the needs of our inner yin that allow us to feel stable, allow us to take care of ourselves and take care of one another so that we're not chickens running around with our heads cut off just mm -hmm. about everything going on and how upset we are. Right. And I mean, one of the important things that's going to happen later this year is that Mars usually stays in one sign for, you know, a couple of months. It's okay. going into Aries, and Mars is the planetary ruler of Aries, right. on June 27th, and it will stay there until January 6th. Of Holy moly. And it's going into a long retrograde on September 9th through um, November 13th. 
And so what do you do when you have a warrior planet like Mars that says, I act on my desires, mm -hmm. I have courage. But right. what are our desires? If Mars and Venus aren't talking, if Venus doesn't say, hey, honey, my desires are for safety and our family and all of the stability factors that the Earth and the people of the Earth need in order to survive at this time, what are we fighting for? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, the warrior's kind of going to have to adjust to get those values. Otherwise, the feminine is not going to want to come close. Right. And whether that's within us, as we're all dismantling our own inner patriarchy, we've mm -hmm. all been raised in a patriarchal society. Right. We put productivity and money first. And so it takes a lot to step out of that and have enough faith to be able to say, I do, I'm, I'm, I'm not foolish. I'm not just doing whatever I want. I, I'm of mm -hmm. service. I'm paying attention. I'm using my intuition. I'm being smart and I'm learning facts and I'm combining all of that. So during this long Mars in Aries, Aries is a short fuse. Aries mm -hmm. is very inspiring. It starts new things. A lot of exciting new things could happen during this period. Right. Aries is not known for patience. Aries mm -hmm. can be very impatient. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to work with our fire, the fire element. Mm -hmm. you know, and doing uh, candlelight meditations, mm -hmm. doing um, drumming, doing something so that you really, whether you're moving your body in yoga, whether you're exercising in any way, that it's like I harness my fire. This third mm -hmm. chakra needs to have some containment and stay well lit. Right. continue to contribute but not be willful with mm. it and that is a tricky thing um so we're not out of eclipse season yet on june 20th the new moon um it's always you know kind of sweet the solar eclipses because it's on right. new moon. the lunar eclipses are always on full moon and so then we come up on july 4th <laughs> We've got a full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. So here it is with Pluto. I mean, it's at early degrees. It's at 13 degrees, the, the um, exact position of this lunar eclipse. But it is um, in the sign of Capricorn, which is illuminating our relationship to authority, how much inner authority do we have over what we eat, over what we say, over what we drink, over what we do? How much do we feel like outer authority, whether it's the police, whether it's the government, whether it's um, a father, a mother, somebody who feels oppressing us with their outer authority? What is our relationship to getting free enough so that we have enough inner authority that we're able to step up and move freely with our creativity mm -hmm. so that the fire of our creativity is directing us in positive ways and not just rebellious ways against something mm -hmm. you know so the Sabian symbol here at 13 degrees Capricorn has to uh, it has to do with a fire meditation <laughs> <laughs> and it's this beginning of an adventure in consciousness uh. and if we are not on that adventure of awakening our consciousness, if we only want to defend what we believe and not learn and grow, mm. we become a part of that crystallized 
form of society that is crumbling. So how do we remain open and yet stay grounded and steadfast in what our values and our beliefs are, you know? Mm-hmm. And then with this, until Venus, you know, I mean, she's coming out of her retrograde in a week, but the right. point she went into the retrograde, which is 21 degrees Gemini, will not be until um, July 27th. Okay. So there's still time Think about these important conversations, these questions. What are the questions that we need to ask? Particularly people that are in authority who may we feel oppressed by. (laughs) What are some really interesting questions that we could ask that might open up a very different kind of conversation? Mm -hmm. That's a very empowering thought that can be part of the Gemini retrograde um, situation Mm -hmm. right now. So yeah, that's a lot to chew on. it is there's it is i think it's 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 a little overwhelming honestly of how much cosmology like what is happening in the planetary alignments right now and feeling all of these feels and trying to move through the emotional body and being present with it is tremendous i mean when you said fire i was really like please do your stretch pose with breath of fire at least a minute a day if not do aura charger breath of fire three minutes a day like these are just requirements at this point it's just not even it's non-negotiable i was just speaking to my friend in costa rica who's a yogini and an ayurvedic chef and she works with cacao and um and making medicinals and adaptogens and everything like that. She said for all, and she just is in service to all the light workers and yogis and healers and life coaches. And she's helping that group. And she's like, it's just, it's non-negotiable at this point. You must take care of yourself. Um, So the fire meditation, you know, breath of fire, all of these things are tools to help us get through these times because it is intense. There's no doubt. It's very easy to put the fire out and be feeling victimized, or when the fire lights, it burns the house down because it's been repressed and it's so angry, it comes out full force. It's Mm -hmm. like a faucet that's been turned off, and when you turn it on, just starts. Right. You know? Sure. Yeah. So it is stoking the fire daily through, like you say, yoga practices, through. Um, drumming, Baba Tunde Olatanji's fabulous African drummer, and um, oh, lovely. Yaba used to drum with him, and I was listening to him today, thinking, uh, I, I just got to play this music and drum. This yeah, is, this is, um, and I'm thinking about doing some online drumming um, with other people who wanna join, just to say, let's keep this fire lit. It's keep such a going. A, po- a positive way to keep the fire lit and candles and focus and breathing yeah. and yeah. all of these things. Um, the other very interesting thing in my readings, I always add four feminine asteroid goddesses to the chart. Yeah. If we don't include them, then the moon and Venus are the only feminine energies in the mm-hmm. standard as the chart. So Pallas, Pallas Athena, she's the warrior queen. She's also in Capricorn right there with all these planets and she stands for um creative intelligence mm-hmm. and so she's also retrograding you know she's in retrograde uh she went may 16 through 
um, September 5th, she'll come back out and she's, uh, you know, going back between, everything's going back and forth between Aquarius and Capricorn and we're visiting the old structures and we're right. looking at the new um, way that we need to innovate. And um, Pallas really, she was born out of her father's head in full armor. She knows she's absolutely equal to men. She's resourceful, she's accomplished. She's able to be seen in this world. Mm. And she is a warrior queen energy. It's like a combination of Aquarius and Leo and Dash, a Libra. So there's all this, you know, fairness and- um, Justice. Yeah, the justice. Um, and so we're seeing that with the movement of the racism and equality right now. And I, um, you know, I encourage people to look up who Pallas is because a lot of astrologers are talking about, you know, Pluto and about um, Jupiter and Saturn, but they're not mentioning the Pallas is there too. Mm. And so, so how do you spell her name? P-A-L-L-A-S. Okay, P-A-L-L-A-S, if anybody's yeah. wondering and wants to look yeah. her up. Yeah, and she is wisdom, creative intelligence. We all have that inside of us if we get out of what's the right way to do it. Am I doing it right or is this wrong? And that is all based on a patriarchal society that has rules of what we're supposed to be following. It has nothing to do with our inner creative fire. I mean, here's Shiva dancing in a ring of fire, standing with his head on the beast. You know, this is creative fire. This is what the leadership is gonna look like of the Aquarian age, is this really innovative creative fire that says, um, let's take turns in the Aquarian age. Hey, who's good at that? Let him do that. She's good at this. I'm good at this part. Let's get to know each other and ask the right questions so that we understand how we can work together as a community and not look at like who's going to be the one leader. I mean, that's right. from the Piscean era. Right. That's, that's like we're sinners. There's only one son of God who can save us. You know, it's a whole paradigm of a 2000 year era that isn't about this Aquarian age of stepping into creative leadership. So um, all that's happening. And I want to just read something very beautiful from the wee moon. Um, yes. And this year for 2020, We Moon um, Mother Tongue Inc. publishes yes. this wonderful astrological day book, if you don't know about it. And this has this piece that is around karma and what we're going through. It says, um, and it has to do with all of these planets in Capricorn and what this is about right now. And um, hold on here. Okay. Karmic, karmic forces that will expose ethical abuses by authoritarians in power, precipitating in economic insecurity and moral outrage. Now that was written last year by um, Sandra Pastorius. Oh. It is so poignant. It so perfectly describes our situation. <laughs> Karmic forces that will expose ethical abuses by authoritarians in power, 
precipitating wow. an economic insecurity and moral outrage. We just have to add and pandemic. <laughs> and pandemic also on there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's an inner and an outer job. We all have our inner space mm -hmm. that we can take the time to cultivate peace, to cultivate the state we need to be in to face all of the external challenges. And, and I think we're all cultivating that in different ways, but if we are too focused on the outer and not on the inner, or we're too focused on the inner and not on the outer, the balance there is key. Right. And, you know, this is the alchemy. Um, so nature is in charge and, you know, she can flick us off the planet. The larger expanse of nature is the universe and all these planets revolving around this beautiful star or sun. Mm -hmm. And what I love about astrology is these cycles are part of nature. Just like we honor it's winter. If you're on some cold place, you're, you're going to wear boots and a jacket, you know. <laughs> it's summer, you know how to dress. Right. But here we are in these bigger cyclical times that if we can acknowledge that we're not looking at predictions of astrology necessarily. We don't want to look at good and bad. We don't want to look at what's right or wrong. Right. We want to understand larger cycles so that we can be a part of that. Just like we're part of summer and we enjoy summer. We're part of winter. We know how to enjoy that because we've adjusted to that season and we work with it and we're in harmony with that nature. And that's what we can do through understanding um, not only our own natal chart and our nature through looking at hey my sun sign is earth I need to work with earth as a part of how I have my purpose my moon sign maybe it's in fire I need to emotionally keep my fire lit we look at the elements earth water fire air to maintain this sense of self and understanding of how we're connected to what's natural and so um what are the other goddesses? You you mentioned Phallus and you said there was a couple more that are prevalent right now that you wanted yeah. to point out. Yeah, Pallas. Um, Ceres is another goddess. She's the mother of agriculture. Okay. Yeah, the island, you know, everybody's growing food. Everybody's yeah, yeah. talking about growing more food. And, <laughs> um, you know, she's about nurturing. So where Ceres is in the chart shows how what our nurturing style is, as well as how we need to be nurtured. Mm -hmm. And that becomes very, very important. And that's really a lot of what the solar eclipse on Saturday in Cancer is about. Can you recognize what nurtures you? Can you recognize how you nurture others? Can you have a relationship to that that doesn't make you feel like, oh, you're going to go broke or that, you know, something financially will happen that is not <laughs> in your benefit? You know, can we do both? Can we have a nurturing life and can we be financially responsible? Um, we've also got Juno. She's the goddess of meaningful partnership and marriage. She says, you know, by having a partner, we do grow and learn in ways that we wouldn't otherwise by having a committed partnership. So we look at Juno and what sign Juno is in to say, what, what's our growth with partnership and what energy we need, do we need in that to use? It's like a, your natal chart, your birth chart is like a, a tool. Mm -hmm. box and you can just like okay my Juno's in Scorpio so to go deeper in relationship I need to use this energy 
then you learn right. the type of that energy both in its positive and um, negative polarity and you just begin to become conscious of how that's right. going <laughs> <laughs> consciousness you know you're just aware it's a beautiful yeah. thing to work with um, yeah. and then we have vesta who i've named my mystery school after and love vesta is she's you know a a sister energy that has to do with really being of service to one's true calling mm. and she has been known in the past in roman days and in greek days as the vestal virgins when the roman soldiers would come back wounded they would go to vestal virgins to be healed before they were sent home to their families and you know there is this purity and this beauty it's kind of a Vir virgo scorpio energy of going okay. deep to heal scorpio is not afraid of pain it knows mm -hmm. that feeling pain and experiencing that is part of the healing process mm -hmm. and and virgo is wanting to be of service and wanting to be health conscious and so you know vesta is in the chart showing us how can we be true to what our calling is and mm -hmm. um, be able to be of service in a deep and profound way I love Vesta. So we've got Phallus, Sirius, Phallus, Phallus, Sirius, Sirius, Sirius. Look at I love astrology 101 with Marnie. Phallus, Phallus, Sirius. No. <laughs> yes. We're very serious about Ceres, the great mother Ceres. Is it C-E-R-E-S? Yes. Yeah. I have I'm dyslexic, so sometimes I'm like, I see it as like an S E C Sirius. Okay, Sirius, okay, and then Juno. I can do Juno. And um and then we have Vesta. Yes. In addition to the moon and to Venus right now. But those are all like the, the really strong feminine energies that are coming in through right now as we go through this. Well, they're, and they're, they're there. I mean, most of these asteroids are between Mars and Jupiter. There's a big asteroid belt there. Most of these asteroids are there. Yeah. Um, there's thousands of asteroids that are, depending on the astrologer you talk to, you know? Because, yeah. You know? And I mean, another big player is the planetoid Eris that's past Pluto's orbit. And she's causing some chaos right now square right. Pluto um and so there's this little chaotic node that's just, you know throw everything up in the air and see what happens you know we gotta kind of create some chaos to see things land in some new places wow <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's really really feeling it in many many ways and for those of you that might be listening in and this is all like just wow new um there's a lot to learn and Kaokea has been studying this for a long time. She's very approachable and how she actually shares this, this light language is very intense. Um, and it, it, it is, I'm always still learning. So don't feel bad if, if half of it is sinking in and half of it is going out of your head. There's always more to learn. And um, that's why she created the, Vis the Vesta Mystery School is if you wanted to learn how to understand your chart, 
um, understand your natal chart. I mean, I've been doing that work with her for like, what, 20 years now. So, and I'm still learning. So it's, it's an ongoing learning, but she has a really beautiful offering where she takes people. Maybe you can explain the Vesta Mystery School for some people who are new or sure. maybe want to do their natal chart with you and learn a little bit deeper of how they can incorporate all of this knowledge for themselves. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I do um, individual one-on-one readings and on my website, thevestamysteryschool.com, you can book there. It's $85 for a one-hour reading. The Vesta Mystery School can be done in a couple different ways. I've got a um, self-study course that's $149. You get 43 four by six astrology cards. I'm very much a hands-on learner. And so um, when I learned astrology, I had a deck of cards and that's, I laid them out on a cloth and then my chart, all these symbols and made sense to me because uh, I'm a Virgo and I needed to have something in my hands to learn it. Um, the, there's also a group coaching uh, class. And so we have a small group. I do small classroom settings where once a week for two hours, um, you can come on and you have your, you get mailed a set of cards as well as an 87 page workbook that is a fill in workbook um, for your natal chart. And you get your chart in the mail. Uh, and then there, the self study course has um, pre recorded videos and audios so that you can do the course on your own or you can join the group coaching classes that are um, $20. And, and you can drop in when you want or do six and get a discount. Um, I, I tried to make it very reasonable so that many people could learn their natal chart. It's an extremely simple, fun, easy beginner class in astrology. Um, the workbook is 87 pages and half the pages are a coloring book. <laughs> so you can color your astrology. You can color in as like we're we share about our sun signs and then we color that in and spend time reflecting and being with it so that it's, um, you know, can be a very intellectual subject, astrology, but we want to go for the intuition. We want to understand who we are at best and when stressed. And so each of the Zodiac cards talk about, you know, what are the qualities that this archetype um, allows us to embody, you know, at our best and what kind of things show up when we're stressed with that archetype. For instance, as a Virgo, I'm have a pretty big um, capacity for details, as you can tell from my podcast. Um, when I have my notes in front of me, we're and, doing this podcast. But you know, if you are watching, this is like her workbook here. Thank you, Marnie. And these are my cards. Yeah, and the cards. So um, they're they're really fun. Um, I have an Aries moon, and so I like to have fun and. Um, <laughs> That's why I've made it a coloring book. And uh, Lydia Hess designed all the beautiful, can you show one of the pages of the, the coloring yeah. book? And um, we're just having a ball, um, some of the students now, and even my grandson who's seven, we're coloring in here. And it's, they're beautiful black and white line arts from Lydia Hess. And so, um, yeah, the, the Vesta Mystery School is happening. And I love one-on-one -on -one time with people and there's our Capricorn goat <laughs> with his dolphin tail because he came from the bottom of the ocean. Never forget. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a wonderful community um, where these conversations can happen, where we can just talk 
about our charts in realistic ways and talk about our behavior and what we experience about ourselves. If we don't, you know, know thyself, self-realization, the chart is the best way in. It's your star map. And yeah. maybe so, you'll get a you'll get a chart like this. Yeah. Is a is a is a natal chart. That's what it would look like. And you would use this workbook to interpret that. Yeah. Yeah. cards and the coloring and, and and I love how I mean to be available thank you for being so av available for everybody and approachable and affordable because that's really important and you know to be able to, to take something and then hop on for two hours and, and learn once a week in a really supportive setting wherever you are in the world it is really wonderful so thank you thank you thank you for doing that because um, I think I think astrology should be fun because when we get too heady with it, it's just too much. It's just so overwhelming. Well, it's a big rabbit hole, and you can go down really, really far. But <laughs> if you're not embodying the understanding of your own natal chart, what's it all for? Yeah, you know, it's just a bunch yeah. of information. But if you can really grasp what it means to have a sun sign in Libra, a moon sign in you know Sagittarius if you can grasp your rising sign and you can get like wow this is the best of me this is what I can own and this is what I'm it's this is me as part of the best side of that and then also recognize like when I'm stressed wow this other shit comes out and I can be pretty <laughs> messed up because of my stress but the awareness and the consciousness is is the main key and that's mm -hmm. what I'm teaching with the with the course it's just we just own it and then, and then it's yeah. also, you know we're just humans yeah you know? absolutely so, you know so anyway. yay well we'll put all of that in the podcast information of Kaoka's bio and and this this title is going to really be about summer solstice and the eclipses and retrogrades of 2020 as of June 17th 2020 beautiful look at that I know you guys in the in the radio ethers can't see that but we're just showing pictures of of colored astrological uh, photos which is really really beautiful to witness but that's the kind of stuff that you get to do when you get to work with Kaua yeah. and well she's open to doing one-on-ones and I think it's important right now if you want to learn about that and learn how to navigate through these times and understand which elements within you are really supportive or may need more balancing and it, it's a way to understand when to step into your energy and when to take a break from it and it, it's really self-governing so I recommend it highly and I'm always excited to have her on because we love talking about what's happening in the cosmos and there's a lot happening in the cosmos 2020 the astrologers have been talking about 2020 for years it's the yeah. big big year of change it is the big year and even still we can we can predict and talk and then we're in it and we're like oh my heavens we who would have thought this is what we're going to be like with right yeah. now yeah it's, it's I, my one of my favorite mantras is i have a very flexible mind yeah. <laughs> if we can remain a little bit well body too but i mean we we are learning and we're growing and we may need mm -hmm. to maintain a certain amount of our flexibility in our mind uh, to be present for the changes that are occurring very rapidly 
-hmm. with our relationships within ourselves within our relationship to the larger collective society Mm -hmm. and just be present with ourselves be present with one another in that and and then that flexibility many you know with a loving heart with the right intentions you know it all unfolds all unfolds lovely yeah well, I'm also excited. We do have another chakra journey happening in July, and um, we've asked Kuakea to be a guest speaker on that. And possibly, if you wanted to learn about your astrology chart, you could um, be able to work with her through the Vesta Mystery School at, in addition to the chakra journey. So you can go to our website to learn more about that. And there's always more collaborations that are happening in this new age that is being birthed and this is one exciting part of it so i love you sister and thank you is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign off on the airwaves tonight just the last note i saw in my book of all my glyphs and dates (laughs) um jupiter and pluto are um conjoined they're together two more times this year and it's on June 29th and um, on November 12th. And so Jupiter is big, whatever, lots of, and Pluto can be death and renewal. We may be seeing a lot of elders leaving the planet this year. We see with COVID a lot of people leaving, but what is beauty in death and renewal? And how do we celebrate that that's a part of life too? And Mm. so just looking at rituals and ways you've been helping me so much Marnie with my mother's passing recently and it's just um, part of life can we celebrate it all life and death and the cycles you know Um, the mercury retrograde we're in will end on um, July 12th so we're in a mercury retrograde right now in cancer so it's reflection on our homes and on our families and uh, maybe our past and our memories and things that we want to revisit um the the last mercury retrograde of the year will be um october 13th through election day (laughs) november 3rd mercury comes goes direct but it's it's called station it's at a still point okay Um, kind of tricky stuff yeah Yeah. but our consciousness and our hearts and our actions and our loving leadership you know we're all being asked to step up and have important conversations with our loving hearts and so just keep doing that and keep doing our prayers and all of our beautiful um actions that are creating our new world and Mm. um, you know we do need new leaders in political positions as well so in whatever way just keep your inner and outer life balanced you know that's a big theme this year so big theme so much for having me of course lots of love over to big island you know how much i love that place and sending you love from oahu welcome you at all times oh i'm coming soon i'm coming soon and thank you to everybody for tuning in to the golden thread podcast we hope to have koakea winston of the vesta mystery school our beautiful astrologer on here periodically if not often Mm -hmm. and uh Please um, stay tuned for more episodes. Mahalo to everybody out there. Lots of love. Thank you, Marnie. Aloha. Aloha.